I'm Claire Carlisle and this is SEO in 2023. Claire, what is your number one SEO tip for 2023? Ah, well, what a good question. My SEO tip for 2023 is if you are a local business and you have access to Google business profiles or a Google business profile is for you to UTM tag up all of your links from your business profile. Now, UTM, I would hope that most SEOs know <laughs> what that stands for. Urchin tracking module. Um, yes. Urchin. We, we were talking about the fact that we were SEOing 15 years ago and uh, yeah. Urchin was a company that was purchased by Google in 2005 yeah. and Urchin became the the basis of Google Analytics mm -hmm. and Google Analytics UTM tracking um, has a few key elements to it, uh, source, medium, content, campaign. So maybe shall we focus in on those key elements and why they're important to, to mark up? So starting with source. Oh, okay. What I was going to say was that I just think of them. So UTM can, can get people using UTM tagging can get people a little bit, um, they can find it overcomplicated. But as you say, as marketers, digital marketers, we should know what they are. So we have got various components of a UTM tag. So we've got the source, the medium, the campaign, and then we've also got the ad content tag. So how you decide to use your UTM tags, there isn't really one one-size-fits-all approach. It is going to, in part, depend upon who is managing the data in your organization, because whatever you set up with your UTM tags, you're going to make, need to make sure that it plays nicely with however the other people in your organization are measuring. So that's the first thing to do. So I wouldn't like to blanket say your source should be this, your medium should be this. First of all, go and chat to the people that manage the data in your organization so you can understand how they're using Google Analytics to show return and what's working and what isn't. Okay, okay. Um, maybe it's best then to start off with the end in mind and yes. <laughs> um, look at what, what, what you should be looking to achieve within Google Analytics and what kind of data that you're getting as a result of tagging correctly. Yeah, let's definitely do that. And then I will go on to say that there is a very simple framework that I have got that people can have, but um, just like to give the caveat that don't Put it in place before you've checked with a grown-up in your organisation. Um, but yes, what you're trying to do... What are you saying about SEOs? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm doing some things and there might be someone that's like, okay, you've changed, you're using this UTM tagging and you're stealing the traffic from this channel that I'm demonstrating this is giving us great return. And basically you're saying, hello, I'm the local SEO and this is all down to me. But anyway, what we're trying to do with tagging our links from our business profile is we are doing a range of different things. We are showing, you know, return on our time and our effort within, you know, that organization. What we're doing is making sure that we know which parts of Google business profile are giving return and are actually doing the things that we want them to do for the business. And the reason that we need to do those things is because when someone clicks on a link from the Google business profile, obviously there's lots of things that someone can do in the business profile that won't send them through to your website. So apart from measuring all the other things that they can do without going through to your website, we do have plenty of opportunities to link to the website. 
And without adding UTM tagging, what's going to happen is the traffic from Google Business Profile is going to end up in the organic bucket, which is fine, but we won't be able to tell the difference between organic traffic from the local organic results and organic traffic from the local finder or the three pack. Another thing that's going to happen is a lot of apps and some browsers will basically strip out any referral information by the time it gets into Google Analytics. And so traffic from a lot of places will end up in the direct bucket, which is very, very sad. So by adding our UTM tracking, we're doing a range of things. One, we're showing return. And two, we are demonstrating which parts of the Google business profile drive traffic and drive conversions. So how much traffic is there available directly from the Google business profile? Well, it depends on your business type, but I would say loads, <laughs> especially if you have got. So even if we're thinking about, let's just think about branded traffic. So someone is searching for your business name, say, for example, you're an attraction, you might be a retail branch. If the Google business profile is showing for that search, then that's the first thing that people will be seeing. They don't go through to your website. They're making phone calls from there. They're looking at driving directions. They're reading reviews. They're maybe making an appointment there. They might be making a booking. They might be browsing your products. They might be browsing your services. They could be looking at your photos. They could be uploading photos. They could be leaving reviews. <laughs> so there are all these different things that can take place there and also all of these opportunities to drive somebody through to your website so that could be the website link it could be an appointment link it could be a menu url it could be posts it could be in the olden days like two two years ago you could be your covid19 link so there are all these opportunities to move people on through to the correct or useful page um, on your website so as soon as you tag these URLs up, you will be able to say, oh, that's interesting. In August, GMB drove 50% of my traffic and 30% of my revenue. But until you do that, until you start measuring where your traffic is coming from in terms of um, the business profile, you won't be able to know the contribution. So that is another important thing is, say, for example, um, all of these things take time and effort for us as marketers and as staff of an organization to go ahead and optimize these listings for conversion, you know, have great photos, managing all those aspects, replying to reviews. So if you're suggesting to your own organization or maybe to a client that they implement some of these things, then having a test set where you can roll something out initially to see what the return is, say, for example, we want to um, have a, a Google post schedule or we want to add products, then you can prove and you can demonstrate the return. And then that will allow you hopefully to roll that out across multiple locations. So again, it's a great sort of AB or sort of multivariate testing, something that can help us measure to work out whether or not it's worthwhile investing heavily into sort of curating the business profile, which I would recommend that everyone does anyway. Will Google or anyone else use these UTM links elsewhere, making it tricky to attribute exactly where the traffic came from? 
I haven't seen that. That's something that I would monitor by like malformed. If you look in um, campaign traffic in Google Analytics, sometimes you can find uh, malformed URLs that have snuck in somehow and somewhere. Sometimes you can trace where they come from and you can ask them to update. But it's few and far between. I think the only example I saw of that was Airbnb did. This was quite a while back they scraped a lot of content and that content must have been coming from business profiles for accommodations and attractions. And then they were using that UTM tagged URL in their actual content. So that was causing like a semi issue for a business I was working with, not for a very long time, because I think they spotted that internally and then stripped out those uh, UTM tags. So it's not something that I've seen a problem with. But if anyone obviously did copy and paste the URL from your browser bar after they'd opened a link via Google Business Profile, then of course they they could add that to their link and that would give you incorrect information. So it's worth checking your analytics, checking your backlinks, using tools to check your backlinks occasionally and have a little look at that. I just want to emphasize the difference between kind of source and medium um, because I feel that um, some SEOs maybe aren't absolutely clear about that. Sources, obviously, where your website's traffic come mm-hmm. from and, and, mm-hmm. and a medium mm-hmm. is how it got there as organic, mm-hmm. paid, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you see that as an issue in, in yes. people tracking? Yeah. Yes, a lot. So that's why we come back to the importance of um, consistency and having a plan before you actually put anything in place. So it's like you said, source and medium probably are the bits that get muddled around the most. And if you get them wrong, again, your traffic will end up in the other buckets, which is what we're really not looking for in analytics. So the way that I look at it is thinking of the UTM tagged link as a journey from one place to the other. So we think about the source as a place where it started and the medium, the method of transport. So for me personally, I would have the source as Google in my tagging. I just leave it as Google. I use the campaign parameter and the ad content parameters to help me strip out, you know, by my framework, my framework, this data um, out of Google Analytics. Some people like to use, in the, in the olden days, they used to put GMB as the source. But again, this is the problem with naming conventions is you need to future-proof. So yes, Google changes the name of this product like once every two days. So you might want to have that as local. But if you have it as local, then it, you know, but it's not just local because it's also Google. So anyway, I don't change <laughs> the source and yeah, the that's medium. Good my, yeah, my, my campaign tagging, the way that I do it. So I have a UTM tagging spreadsheet, which is a free resource that people can just drop their URLs into, and then it will auto generate all of these tags for them. I just leave it as Google, importantly, so where the traffic came from, medium, organic. It's organic traffic that we want to attribute to the organic channel. And then I use the campaign and the ad content fields to help me say, okay, well, which part of the business profile did it come from? And then if it is the same part, but different content, say, for example, Google posts, I'll use the ad content um, part to let me know, well, what content was it? Was it the summer sale? Was it, you know, the free giraffe rides we were offering? What was it that drove that traffic? Um, So that's the way that I like to do it. You'll see lots of different things, but the saddest thing that you can see is when people use third-party tools for these things and they're using something completely different, they're using underscores, they're they're using capitalizations, goodness knows what they're using. And it's really, really going to balk your data. And the only way that you'll be able to fix that is by taking it out of Google Analytics 
into something like Data Studio and, you know, doing some funky stuff to say, actually, this is the same as this. Can you put them in the same bucket? So don't mess it up. Spend the time at the outset actually working out, you know, how you're going to do it, how it's going to be consistent, how it's going to play nicely with other data that comes into analytics. And then once you've done that, keep a good record of it so you can see how everything has been tagged up. So when, you know, it isn't Google adds and takes away all the time. So you can be reporting on something one month and then suddenly that's not available anymore. So you need to stay on top of what you can report on, what is useful for a client. And all these things aren't necessarily to report to clients because we don't want to fire hose them with data that's not important. There's two things here. We're, we're showing clients these are the important things that move the needle for you as a business, but also we're showing ourselves, ah, yes, that is working. That is doing things. I need to roll that out across more locations or I need to roll that out across more clients. You mentioned that you had a free resource that people could use to actually help form the UTM URLs. So would you like to share that? Yeah, for sure. So if you just search for UTM tagging for Google Business Profiles or for GMB, you will go to my website. So it's clairecarlylemarketing.com forward slash I don't know the URL, I can't remember. But if you search for it, you will definitely get it. And what I can do is give you the bit.ly link as well so you can find it quite easily. But that will lead you to a post that tells you all about UTM tagging, why we do it, how we do it. But then it also links to a free Google sheet where you can just drop in your URLs and then it auto generates those UTM tagged URLs for you. Forward slash, I don't know you, the URL. That's a very memorable <laughs> URL. I like that I'm one. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> I'll probably have to 301 that to something else exactly. now, won't I? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, I mean, just finally with um, campaign tracking. So you mentioned campaign tracker and GA, uh, and obviously campaign markup is key for you in defining that the traffic's coming from Google Business Profile. So we're specifically... Apart from perhaps campaign tracker and GA, do you look to determine how successful your campaign is? Mostly in there. And obviously, I haven't sorted out my GA4 implementation yet. I'm, I'm still in denial that I need to do anything about it. So basically, what I do is I have a data studio template that I use, which will also be available for businesses uh, working on that now that um, will just pull that data out into a spreadsheet for you. So you're not having to do the work in Google Analytics, just join everything up and then um, send that through to a spreadsheet, which will pop all that uh, data into one easy to view dashboard. And another quick related thought, um, Google My Business app was replaced in 2022 by Google Search and Google Maps. Does this have any practical implementation for local SEO? Yeah, it does. I think I was one of the very few people that actually liked the GMB app and all of my clients used to use it and they used to use it on the go and it was actually quite useful. They could, you know, take photos, upload them very easily, respond to reviews. So when that sort of fell out of use, rather than being replaced, everything just went over to Google Maps. It's always very interesting when all this functionality has to move between all of these different interfaces also teaching clients how to do things, especially when it keeps changing every couple of months. But that's the joy and that keeps us in business. So that's all good, really. But there are implications if um, businesses are like single locations and now having to edit through whatever we're calling it this week. So the NMX, the direct edit experience in maps and search, just the language itself and trying to remember what to call it is a full time job. Well, you've shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. Now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEOs shouldn't be doing? 
Okay, seductive, seductive. I think just because we're focused on measurement and why we use measurement, um, I would think anything that is the opposite of that. So attaching to yourself, attaching yourself to anything that's sort of bright and shiny in you and implementing it without understanding why you're doing it or what it does for your bottom line. So not just chucking stuff against a wall and seeing if it sticks. So making sure that you have a business use case for anything that you decide to implement. And if you do something new, make sure that there is some sort of hypothesis framework attached to it. So you think about why you're doing it, what you think it might do, and then you can measure it afterwards. Claire Carlisle is a local search expert for Bright Local, brightlocal.com. And you can also find her over at clairecarlislemarketing.com. Claire, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thank you very much for having me. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com.